Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Campus to Campus podcast. We are a part of the Breakdown Sports. You can find us at thebreakdownsports.com or on Twitter at the underscore breakdown, spelt B-R-K-D-W-N. I'm your host, Kevin Brown. You can find me and follow me on Twitter at khookem. I'm going to bring in my co-host here, Jesse. What's going on, man? How's it going, everybody? Follow me at Twitter at, uh, at Uncle Jesse with three underscores. All right, we got a lot to cover this week, so we're going to roll right into it, okay? So uh, we're going to have a little quick week week four review. Going to hit it on a couple games that we uh, that we we found some interest in this weekend. So we'll start it off with Notre Dame versus Georgia, and it was uh, quite a bit more competitive than we thought it was going to be. What do you think about that, Jesse? I thought Georgia was going to win by thirty points. It just seemed destined to be Notre Dame can't win big games. Georgia needs to have a good uh, win on the papers for them to have some type of argument for the playoff. Yeah, and, you know, I, I think everybody thought Georgia was going to be a runaway with it. I mean, the fact is it was a top-ten matchup, and they, was a four, they were a 14-point favorite at home. Uh, Georgia come to play, though. Uh, excuse me, uh, Notre Dame come to play, though, and they had their, their tight end back, Cole Clement, and he balled out. He had a huge game. Uh in book looked great out there. I mean, it was it was a much more competitive game than everybody thought it'd be, especially here at the breakdown. Um, so I'm interested to see what Georgia does when they get up against LSU and uh, the other big dogs in the SEC. Because if they play like they did against Notre Dame, then I don't think they got much of a chance to squeeze their way into the playoff as that second SEC team. You know, considering Alabama's may as well be a lock for it already. Exactly. All right. So I'm going to let you lead off on the next one, buddy. Take it over, my man. Uh, well, it's Michigan isn't looking too good. It's just plain and simple. They weren't. They honestly shouldn't have won the Wisconsin game anyway. But getting blown out like that is just a laughing stop. Yeah, they they seem like they got dominated from the get go. They seem Wisconsin defense just just stuffed Michigan every chance they got. They struggled to move the ball up and down the field. They scored a few touchdowns toward the end of the game, but that was really more more of a garbage-time situation. And Michigan's typical stout defense got absolutely wrecked by Jonathan Taylor. Uh, he's a future Heisman candidate. So yeah, it's he's, not, he's, it's, he's definitely in my New York-bound segment. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's easy for him to do that. But it's, to add insult to injury, both – Shea Patterson and Dylan McCaffrey are hurt. Probably Man, won't that play McCaffrey Saturday. hit was brutal. I I don't get how people are defending it. Nah, I don't get it either. Man, no. he got absolutely just destroyed he, on that. I, I can't believe he even got up. It, it was that was that was a vicious hit. He got murdered. Yeah, no doubt but about it. Now it's it, it's official to say Jim Harbaugh is on the hot seat. He's got to be on the hot seat. I mean, He's every time he comes the into the into a big game, they just they choke and. and just and they just get beat up. I mean, they've had a couple bad losses to Ohio State over the years. That some some questionable losses to Ohio State, but for the most part, whenever they play the big dogs inside of inside of the Big Ten or out, outside in, in big out of conference games, they 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 typically you know crap the bed. So it's uh they got to turn it around. They got to turn around. They got to start dominating teams like they did last year, and they got they got to beat Ohio State because if after this big loss to Wisconsin and a, a loss to Ohio State. I think Jim Harbaugh will either either resign and find him another job, or they'll 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 force him out. I an eight win or less season, he's gone. 
I think they'll take another nine and three yeah, or no, ten, no. ten wins or something like that. Yeah, no doubt about it. They gotta they gotta turn it around because that was a rough that was a rough L to take. Uh, next up, we got the the Pac-12 continues to shoot itself in the foot, and you know you put that in the show doc, and you're 100 percent right. They just keep killing themselves on a chance to be relevant in you the college football have landscape. Teams that have the slight chance to make the playoffs if something would happen, and you have third string quarterbacks coming out of nowhere and just destroying those teams. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so ne- next up, but there's not there's not a whole lot to cover on the Pac-12. We don't need to spend a lot of time there. I know we got some Pac-12 fans out there that are probably listening, but listen, guys, you get you got to start you got to start winning some games, and you got to start looking dominant against against weaker opponents, third string quarterbacks included. Uh, next up, we got a uh, what is wrong with Arkansas, Jesse? Please please fill me in on what you think Arkansas is going on with Arkansas. Is Arkansas. They'll forever be terrible, but to lose to San Jose State out of all teams just I think every week we have a new laughing stock of the SEC <laughs> it's, it seems that way it seems you know a team will come in to it was Missouri week one you know getting smoked by by Wyoming out there and just getting dominated from the start to finish and next up on the on the list is Arkansas they they looked bad they got beat by a really bad team and uh and I'm really not a I don't really don't care if even if San Jose State was a decent team, it's still a Group of Five team, and you're in the you're in the Big Bad SEC. You don't lose to teams like that, and that was a uh, that was an ugly L well, to take I, for sure. Isn't it, there's some stat out there that was like they've only won two out of their last thirty plus games? Yeah, no, nah, they've been really bad. I I haven't seen it, but I know that they've been bad. I know that as a as a college fantasy football player, I target teams that are playing against Arkansas for the past two years because they've been terrible. They can't stop anybody. Their offense is usually moving the ball against against weaker opponents, which keeps the the group of five school starters in there, and they just rack up yards and points. It's it's amazing to me that Arkansas can't put a better product they on the field. Twenty point favorites, and uh, and they lost by seven. <laughs> there's been there's been a lot of twenty point dogs coming into places and winning lately. It. Oh, it makes yeah. watching the games fun. That's for sure, and. uh Next up is R.I.P. UCF streak. Their regular season winning streak is gone. They got beat by Pittsburgh. Um, you know, I, I'm not. I'm not totally surprised. Pittsburgh plays plays good ball. They they play up to their competition. They were, if I'm not mistaken, twelve or twelve and a half yeah. point underdogs in that game, and and they come in there and they dominated. They they made uh, Dylan Gabriel, the, the the freshman quarterback, look like a freshman. Uh, he still ended up putting up a decent stat line. But all in all, it was a it was a struggle for UCF. They they couldn't really get a lot going, and uh, and Pittsburgh just torched them on offense. They 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 moved the ball up and down the field. Pittsburgh's usually not a team that's going to drop thirty five points on you. They're usually a team that's going to score twenty one, twenty four points and and beat you with with decent defense. And the fact is, is UCF just couldn't move it. They couldn't move the ball no, against them at all. Also, it did take a trick play for Pitt to win the game. It did. Yeah. They did have to pull a Philly Philly out. And hey, you know what? But that's the thing, though. They let them get down there to the to the one or two yard line for a chance to run that yeah. play. So, trick play or not trick play, I'm I, I'm uh I wasn't impressed <laughs> yeah. at all with UCF. I'm just glad. I was, and the I'm next one we got, we can go ahead stop and the up. national championship. Put us in the playoff talk now. 
Oh, it was so much garbage. I hated it whenever they're hanging national championship banners whenever you're a group of five team that didn't make the actual playoff. Get out of here with that nonsense. That's a bunch of horse shit. All right, next up, this this one is a little strange to me, and uh, and you may have a little more insight than I have. All I've, all I've seen is what I've seen on Twitter is is Houston's quarterback, Derek King's red shirting out of nowhere, possible transfer or position change. He says he's returning to the team, but I find it really strange that he's red shirting him and one of the wide receivers are red shirting a healthy red shirt for the year, just to come back to the team the following year. So, do you think they're they're hoping that the team gets better in Holgram Holgram's system, or for what do you think is going King, on? King, I think what it is is the word has gotten out that scouts only see him as a wide receiver or a punt returner, and him and the head coach got together and said, "Hey, we know you want to play the next level." Take this year off and work on just all your skills, all skill position, and come back next year and we'll see how, how we can make it. Because he's what? He's 5'8", five, 5'9". So five, yeah, he, yeah, he's not a big guy. He, he's, a sm- he's a small guy for sure, but do you think that he's taken the season off to work on his skills as a quarterback or to work on his skills as a, a wide receiver or a permanent turner or something along those lines yeah, to better wide his chances to get in the NFL. NFL. It's, it, okay. Right. You do Aside from Lamar Jackson, you do what the scouts want you to do. Sure, and, and Jalen Hurd is a perfect example. You know, he transferred out of Tennessee because they wouldn't let him play the wide receiver position. Goes into Baylor, knowing that the running back shelf life in the NFL is a shorter shelf life as compared to wide receivers. Wide receivers make good money, and they play for 15 years. You know, the good ones, they'll be out there for 10, 15 years. As compared to the running backs in the league, you know, you got a four- or five-year run to make your big money, and if you can't make it then, you're kind of passed up by the younger guys coming up. It's not a real strong staying position in the NFL. They take a beating every, every week, and it's, it's a tough position to play in the, in the pros. So, I mean, I got I got no beef with, with De'Aaron King. Uh, you know, taking a step back and taking the red shirt year, it's just really burned a lot of the guys that picked him number one overall in fantasy football drafts this year. I know if I would have been at the number one overall pick, I would have there would have been nobody else in the conversation outside of De'Aaron King. And there's a lot of teams out there that just got ripped hard by losing their their first overall pick. That's a hard that's a hard thing to hard thing to recover from. Uh, but with that being said, keep in mind, if he changes his mind and, is, and decides to go to another school. You've got Oklahoma and Florida State that are just – I've oh. seen it all over Twitter. Florida State's got his old offensive coordinator, Kendall Browles, there. Uh, that would be a, a, an awesome fit for him to go into a, a Power 5 conference and be able to put up some big-time numbers if he wants to play the quarterback position at the next level. Or you can go to Oklahoma and win the fourth straight Heisman at the, a, as a quarterback That's transfer. That's so either would win the starting job. That's the only weird part. If, Oklahoma's if. a transfer factory, but they have their own homegrown guy now. Yeah, they got Spencer Rattler sitting in there. He was the number one quarterback coming out of high school. They got Mordecai, that's a redshirt freshman that seems to be the backup this year, and you know that, that's going to be a battle you'd have to win. But with that offense they run, it really doesn't matter at Oklahoma what quarterback they slide in there. If he's a, a, a true dual threat or if he's more of a pocket-passing guy, those systems, it just produces numbers out of it. So so I'd, I'd be interested to see if he changes his mind and, and then transfers to does, Florida State or Oklahoma. Just pod my head. If Kyler Murray somehow does keeps up a decent pace in the NFL this year, I think it's a good 
thought that he might transfer to Oklahoma to a good Power Five school, get into the Heisman contention, and it might just be Kyler Murray two point Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it's 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 a strong chance of that. I mean, because the the way the NFL is turning, especially at the quarterback position, you're seeing more and more athletic guys getting starting jobs. I mean. Look, listen, Daniel Jones for the New York Giants, he's not no—he's not a burner by any stretch of the imagination, but he was productive running the ball at Duke. You got Kyler Murray out there. You got you know Baker Mayfield running around. You got guys that they're, they're not going to run for 75 yards a game, but they're capable of keeping plays alive long enough to get a wide receiver open, and those are the kind of guys that a lot of NFL teams are looking for now. They're looking for more of the – to kind of bring the, the college offense into the NFL and see how they can do. All right, so next up we got we got Texas's defense. All right, so this is a little anti-homer for me here. It's still a major issue. Uh, I know the the fan the fan base is excited after the Oklahoma State win, first time we beat them in five years. Yada yada yada. Uh, listen, folks, we still give up 500 yards of offense. I don't care that we held Tylen Wallace to 80 yards receiving, and I don't care that we, it took uh, Chubba Hubbard to get uh, 37 carries to get 100 and whatever yards and two touchdowns. We still give up 500 yards of offense. We cannot expect to be competitive and win week in and week out with Ellinger having to have Heisman type games every single week. We have got they have got to find a way to put a defense on the field that can make some stops. That whole game, I was waiting for nothing for it just to completely fall apart, and it's just you know I mean. They just can't stop anybody. They they can't stop anybody on defense. Special teams had two turnovers off of uh, off of muffed punts, and I get it. It's not that's not the defense defense's fault that the that the the special teams put them in better positions. But still, you know, you got to nut up and and make a play. You got to stop letting people bulldog you all over the place. So get out of here. I don't want I don't want to hear that. You know, the Texas is back. Yada yada. Until we can start playing to some defense on the other side of the ball. Jesse, you got anything on that? Um, I'll hush my mouth on it. Not really. I just. It's fun to say that Texas is back, and then Texas isn't back, and then they're back, and then they're not back. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun oh, to have yeah. the the, the seesaw go back and forth with all of it. All right. Next up, we got the Washington State thriller this weekend. If anybody could stay up late enough to watch that game, it was an awesome game to watch. Sixty-seven to sixty-three, UCLA. I'm fairly sure that was the final score. It was freaking awesome. I know I'd went out and grabbed about to eat with a lady, had a couple shots when I got back to the house. I was watching the game. Anthony Gordon's one of my my fantasy football quarterbacks. He threw for five forty-seven and nine freaking touchdowns. And the fact that they lost the game when your quarterback throws for almost 10 touchdowns, when your quarterback alone scores you almost 70 points and you still lose, just Not baffled me. Not to mention me. lose, but lose to Chip Kelly of all people. And UCLA, with the 115th or 130th ranked offense in the country, they are terrible on offense. And Washington State has had a pretty decent defense over the past couple of years, and they got ripped by DTR. The worst part is they ruined Gardner Minshew's homecoming. I just—it's it's painful to see. Oh man, Minshew mania! <laughs> All right, so, so, uh, so yeah, on on the Washington State game, it, it was it was surprising to me to to watch them give up that many points, but it was also surprising to, to the fact that. It just doesn't seem like they just want to feed Max Borgie the ball. Like, let the man run it. I get it. You're in the air raid offense. 
but the guy's a stud. Let give him the rock and let him control the game for you, and stop letting Dorian Thompson Robinson rip you apart and let and beat you. It's it's crazy to me. I got nothing. That's I agree. Yeah. All right. So Jesse, why don't you tell me a little bit about uh, about SeatGeek, man? I know that's something that uh, that yeah. we that we cover so, every uh, week. We all know buying tickets sucks. Plain and simple, we've all been there. Either sketchy deal with a scalper in a parking lot outside a venue, or you have ten different tabs open from whatever no-name competitors that upcharge you like no other. Justifying your great deal, and then right when you go in to purchase it, it goes out right from under you. But uh, that's where SeatGeek comes in. SeatGeek scans the ticket market to find the best deals possible for any event. Sports, concerts, comedy, theater, whatever, they have it. Um, if it requires a ticket to want SeatGeek, they even color code it green to red and rate it, uh, rate it from a scale to 1 to 10. So easy, even a Buckeye fan can do it. Um, download SeatGeek <laughs> in the App Store and Google Play Store and use the code BREAKDOWN for $20 off your first purchase. That's B R K D W N. Don't freak, you seek geek. All right, my man. And I'm a huge, huge advocate of seat geek. You guys get out there and, and, and get your tickets from there. They're a great place, easy place to use. The app is fantastic. Next up, we got our week five previews. Uh, so I'm going to start off here. I'm, I'm, I cannot wait to see Minnesota play Purdue this weekend. Minnesota's a one and a half point favorite, the over and under is 55. We got two of the best receivers in college football playing against each other here. We got Rondell Moore and Tyler Johnson. Uh, Moore, he's an absolute stud. There's no doubt about it. I'm interested to see if Elijah Sindelar is uh, is back in the game. I know I, I'm fairly sure he had a concussion last week. He may still be in. Uh, he may still be in questionable in concussion protocol. But if Sindelar plays, he hyper targets Moore. Moore will be if Sindelar plays, he'll have double digit targets, double digit receptions. He's, he is horrible to cover for defense, and Tyler Johnson's the same way. He finally got in a rhythm last week. He had 10, if I'm not mistaken, 10 catches, 187 yards, and three touchdowns. He dominated whoever they played. Those two receivers right there, they'll definitely be playing on Sundays, and I can't wait to watch them play against each other this weekend. Uh, Jesse, what you got for your game, man? Oklahoma-Texas Tech, definition of a shootout. I believe the over-under is like 75 yeah. right now. So it's... Oh, yeah. This is a game where you put on, you don't pay attention to, but you do because every time you look at the screen, there's going to be another point. There's going to be a touchdown. Yeah, every time you walk into the kitchen and grab yourself another beer, you're going to come back yeah, and it's going to be 14 what points did I miss? on the board. Because it's going to be 75-yard touchdowns back and forth. Yeah, it is. And something to keep in mind on the Texas Tech game for you, you, you betters out there. Uh, Alan Bowman, their starting quarterback, is out uh, for several weeks, if not the rest of the season. I know that there, there's talk going back and forth between Jet Duffy and Tyner, the, trans, the transfer from Rice. Uh, Oklahoma's defense isn't great, so I don't think it matters which one they roll out. They've got they've got a lot of athletes on the field. I think Oklahoma wins the game pretty easily, but at the same at the same time, I think Texas Tech will be able to put up a pretty good clip worth of points, 21, 28 points. Worth worth the scoring, and uh, I think the over is a pretty a pretty safe bet because I can see Oklahoma oh, hanging fifty on them real easy. Next up, I can't, I'm looking forward to watching uh, Florida State versus NC State. I'm looking forward to watching Florida give up another big time halftime lead, and 
having to scratch and, and claw to get a W. They did it last week against Louisville. I was watching the game. It absolutely blew me away. They, they went into halftime, I want to say they were up 17 points, and they just fell apart in the second half. I could not believe that they let Louisville come back on them and then take the lead off a tip pass. Long, long bomb touchdown, tip pass. Des Fitzpatrick comes up with it, strolls into the end zone to take the lead, and just with a couple minutes left on the clock. So I'm looking forward to see if Florida can, can nut up and not only beat somebody, but beat somebody from quarter one through four. Yeah, I doubt that'll happen, but uh, it's gonna be fun to see. My uh, my next one, it's <laughs> USC Washington. It's probably the game of the week this week, which is kind of upsetting to say. It's kind of sad. There's not a lot of good stuff going. On. I had to kind of yeah, dig to find some games we, I was really interested last in. Last was just a great week of all these great matchups, and now it's USC Washington, both ranked. Pac-12 is gonna <laughs> shoot itself in the foot again. Jacob Beeson's going to go off, though. He's looked great so far this year. He ha- he's had some yeah. really, really good games so far. I'm glad to see that he's actually producing out there, again, you know, after he got, got to snub at Georgia. He just wanted to go closer to home. Can't blame him. No. Yeah, can't blame him there. It's, That's right. When, when's also the last time you've seen a Pac-12 matchup at the 330 slot? Ah, man. No. I, I don't no. know. It's I can't, always I can't tell you. SEC. Or Big Ten right there. It's just weird. Yeah. All right. Next up on our list, we got Washington State versus Utah. We got the we got the you know the the big time offense against the against the big time defense. Utah always comes to play defense. They always play good. They've got they've they've lost their 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 running back Zach Moss. Uh, Washington State, of course, they just put up sixty three points in a in a losing effort. So we're going to see what uh, what Anthony Gordon can put together against a good a good defense out there, and we're going to see if if Tyler Huntley, the quarterback for Utah, can put the team on his shoulders and take him to, take him to a win. Yeah, it's, you better hope he shoots for like eight touchdowns this week. Yeah. He's got to. He's he's he's, he's gonna he's gonna have to throw because apparently their defense can't can't stop a cold. So he's gonna have to throw for eight touchdowns every week. So uh, my next one is uh, Ohio State Nebraska. I know it's going to be a 50-point 50, 50 blowout, but I've been against the Adrian <laughs> Martinez-Heisman train and the Nebraska is back hype. And as much as I hate Ohio State, I can't wait to see Justin Fields destroy Scott Frost. Just make him... make Justin Fields is a bit... He's got to be one of the most consistent quarterbacks out there. It seems every week he's putting up five or six touchdowns Running the ball effectively, throwing the ball effectively. Ohio State's defense finally looks like it's back to where, back to its heyday, putting up NFL talent. They they look loaded on the defensive side of the ball. They're totally destroying everybody. So I'm looking. I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I, if you hadn't have put that game down already, I, that was been the first one I would have put down. And I'm with you on the Nebraska Adrian Martinez hype train. You guys got to stop knee jerk reacting to a good a good second half of the season. He's still just a sophomore. The team isn't that good around him. Ohio State's loaded. This this should shut the door completely yeah, for the rest of the season after this week. How Ohio State has its arguably best edge rusher in a long time. Chase Young is better than the Bosa brothers by far, and and He's they have stud, their man. best quarterback since arguably Troy Smith. It's just not fair. He just sh- keep loading him up. 
and, and Michigan fans like you just got to keep on watching. Trans- shouldn't got uh, el- immediately ed- eligible. It's just not fair. No. Shouldn't got the way for here. Yeah, that's 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 definitely that's definitely a topic we should cover at another time because there is so much inconsistency with NCAA on who they allow to have waivers and who they don't and for what reasons. Uh, you let a guy get get his feelings hurt because because he can't get the starting job and gets to transfer for free, but then you get a guy with his mother having brain cancer and he can't transfer back home to be because closer to her. Because NCAA it just blows thought my mind. she was getting better. Oh, thought she was getting that, better. That's okay, literally well, what they said. Whatever NCAA. No, the NCAA okay. is going to implode before too long when players start getting paid. So we'll we'll, we'll cover that whenever Thank it you, gets California. there. <laughs> All right, so we're going to hit on a few bets we like this week, folks. Um, we're going to go back and forth with some bets that we like. We're going to talk a little bit about them. We got Arizona State plus four and a half. Listen, Arizona State is play is playing good ball. They're they're not they're not dominating, but their defense is playing really well. Uh, Eno Benjamin is one of the only running backs in the country that averaged twenty carries is averaging right at twenty carries a game. And I just I got a good feeling that Arizona State is going to go in there. They're going to be able to control the ball. And keep keep Cal on the sidelines. Now listen, Cal's offense isn't going isn't going to light it up. They had a good week last week. Chase Garbers put up some big numbers last week, but I really don't care. Uh, Jaden Daniels, the true freshman, is playing lights out. He's got he's got 1,073 passing yards with five touchdowns so far. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, I'm fairly sure that's how you say the name. Sorry if I'm butchering it, Brandon. Uh, 22 catches already this year, 424 yards, two touchdowns. I think Arizona State strolls into California, knocks off Cal. It's been that's ranked 15th right now, which has got to be the highest Cal's been ranked since like I don't know. Yeah, it's got to be since think, Marshall yeah. was there, right? Yeah. So I think that that's that's one of the uh, that's one of the games that I think I think Arizona State actually wins outright. But I'm for sure going to take the right, plus I'm four a, and a half. I'm taking Rutgers plus 27 and a half against my good old Wolverines. Mm, it's, it's gotta be hard for you to say. It's one of those weeks where you drop everything and just work on being a fundamentally sound team. Michigan's defense has disappeared overnight with the loss of Devin Bush and Chase Winovich and the mighty awesome David Long in the secondary. But uh, I'll. It's a little sneak peek that's gonna involve my uh, bo- uh hot take for the week, but. We, all right, all it's right. not an upset. Don't worry. But it's, you don't yeah, get ahead no, of nobody. No. Nobody get ahead of themselves now. Don't run out to your book I, and I put Rutgers on the money line or nothing. Piscataway is off the books. <laughs> but Michigan is likely out. Dylan McCaffrey, possibly out. Shea Patterson, depending on the shoulder injury plus the rib injury he got week one that he could He reaggravated. So it's. And Michigan just can't play defense anymore. Yeah, now it's a uh, twenty-seven points is oh, twenty-seven yeah. half points is a lot to cover for an offense that is it just doesn't score a lot. Now Rutgers is pretty shitty on defense, and I wouldn't be surprised if Michigan can score some points. But Michigan also hasn't really stopped anybody all year, so they're going to have to score in the forties to be able to cover that I'd spread. Be I, at least I feel if that Michigan way. Michigan scores in the thirties, let alone the forties. Oh, ooh, ooh. All right. So, uh, so right. next up on our list, we got I got Clemson against uh, North Carolina. Clemson's minus 27. 
I skipped this up above a little bit earlier, Jesse, to, to, to hit on it down here. I think this will be a bounce-back game for, for Trevor Lawrence. Last week, he was only 7 for 9 for 94 yards and two touchdowns. If I could show everybody the Justin Timberlake staring meme, I would post it on here, but I can't. Uh, I mean, he's 42nd in, pa in passing yards. 35 quarterbacks have more passing touchdowns than he do. He does. Um, of the quarterbacks that have the same amount of passing touchdowns or more, there's 34 of them with a higher passer rating. So Trevor Lawrence is struggling, and he's just he's just not playing the greatest. I think this is a bounce-back week for him. I think unless Etienne runs for 200-plus 200, 200 yards, I think Trevor Lawrence will have him a nice game. I think they'll they'll easily beat uh, North Carolina. North Carolina's typically started off pretty slow this year. I don't see him changing that against Clemson's defense. I think Clemson routes him. I think Clemson blows him plumb, up, plumb out of the stadium and just dominates from, from start yeah, to finish. I, I would take the same thing. I love Mac Brown, but he he just can't stop them. Yeah. No, Clemson's too, Clemson's too good and, and yeah. North Carolina's um, too good. My next one, we already really talked about it, Oklahoma, Texas Tech. It's over under 70 and a half. Always take the over in these games. Yeah, never, never bet the under. Oh, life's, yeah. life's too short to bet the it's under. It's gonna man. be Tech, Oklahoma's like twenty point favorite. This is gonna be like sixty to forty. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised one bit if if Oklahoma just totally collapses and lets a backup quarterback come in there and light them up Plus, for four or five Jaylen touchdowns. Hurts will probably break her record, and that'll be very fun to see. Yeah, another one. How many is? I mean, he's gonna break one every week, apparently. Yeah. So. I'm, I'm all right with it. I've, I've come to peace with the fact, just like you've come to peace with the fact that Ohio State just keeps reloading at quarterbacks. I'm, I'm just come to the come to peace with Oklahoma just pumping out Heisman's year after year. So yeah, definitely definitely rolling over, folks, because that's going to be a fun game to watch. Next up, we got Virginia plus twelve and a half. Um, this is a game that I can see Virginia coming in and winning. Notre Dame just had a rough loss to uh, to Georgia. They're twelve and a half point favorites at home. Virginia, Bryce Perkins, he plays big in big games. I mean, he, he, he's a good quarterback. He can run the ball very effectively. So far this year, he's got 193 rushing yards and two touchdowns. He'll go along with 800 pass, 843 passing yards and six touchdowns. So he can control the game and keep Notre Dame's offense off the field. So if Virginia can can get up ahead early to where they can they can just run the ball and pound it and they don't jump by in, in you know a 14-point deficit right off the bat, I think Virginia's got a good shot of coming up and winning this game. So, uh, not to foreshadow too much, but yeah. So I would take uh, Virginia you plus twelve and a half. Virginia was going to upset themselves last week. Granted, Old Dominion is looking a lot better than they did last year, holding Virginia Tech and Virginia to very close games. But it's, uh, sure, yeah. I hate Notre Dame, so I'd love to see it. So. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a fan. I think they have one of these letdown games here, to where Notre Dame typically has one every year, just like Ohio State typically has that one game where they get beat by somebody that have they have no reason to no no business getting beat by. All right. Uh, my next one, I'm taking Bama minus 38 against Ole Miss. Ole Miss is a laughing stock, as always. They lost to Cal last week at home, but also this year, Bama hasn't. Bama has beaten every opponent by at least 39 this year. It's, they have been so dominant. 
That offense looks so freaking yeah, good out there. A little foreshadow to my uh, player or position group of the week, but it's it's just unfair. Yeah, man, it it is. They just they're totally dominant, and they're dominant from three or four different positions, you know, or three or four different wide receivers. It doesn't matter. You can't cover them all. You can't double team Judy because then Rugs is going to rip you up. You can't double team Rugs because. Judy will rip you up. It's just one of those things to where you just you just gotta hope you can you can man up for as long as you can, and most and and nobody's going to be able to. All right, next up on our list, we got the Boston College and Wake under seventy. I know Boston College got torched by Kansas last week, and I'm, well, and I'm still all, pissed at. They also was but this seems like one of those back to back weeks. I know it, but look, this, here's the here's here's the thing. I think Wake. It's, it's time for them to have a game where they don't score 40 points. And I, I don't think Boston College is going to be able to just totally dominate the game from start to finish. I think it's going to be kind of a uh, kind of a sloppy game. So I'm going to go with uh, with a couple turnovers, a couple long drives, ends up turning over inside the red zone with stuff. I think that that's going to be a under 70. So roll out with uh, Boston College right, under 70. Uh, my last bet for the week, taking USC plus 10.5. I'd I feel like Washington is going to win this game because I'm a big Jacob Eason fan lately. But it's also the Pac-12, and the Pac-12, as said before, shoots themselves in the foot. So USC is going to keep it close the whole way, and it's going to be back and forth, last possession went to wins type of game. Yeah, no doubt. Plus okay. ten and a half is a good line there for sure. My last game here is be Minnesota-Purdue over 55. Like I said earlier, they got two great wide receivers playing in this game. I think there's going to be a lot of big plays. I think there will be some some big chunk plays, especially going for touchdowns. 55 is not a super aggressive over, so that I'm going to roll with that one hard. That'll be that's probably my favorite bet of the week there. All right, so uh, so next we got our got our nice segment of the spreads that shit the beds. All right, so. Uh, so my first one here is FIU is was plus seven. They give up an onside kick touchdown to lose by twelve with under a minute to go. That is that is definitely one of those table flipping over kind of games. There, I would have lost my mind if I'd have took FIU plus seven. They scored a touchdown with under a minute to uh, to get within five. If I'm not mistaken. Then they come out. They they get a penalty. Have to kick the onside kick from the twenty yard line. The ball it gets on the ground. FIU doesn't recover. The other team scoops it up, takes it to the house, and you know it's crazy things happen at Louisiana Tech. It's, it's it was it was amazing to me. All right, my uh, my first one. It's I was listening to College Game Day, and uh, Bear convinced me to take uh, Western Michigan plus seven against Syracuse because you know they they were a great team. They were very tough. So they go, all right, I'll sprinkle a little <laughs> bit of Western Michigan. We always love the Broncos. And they lost by, what, like 14? Yeah. It was really hard for them. Because it was hitting yeah. it it the whole way. Yeah. They were coming back, and then it just, didn't, it just fell apart. Just fell apart on you. All right, so next one I got up on the line is Eastern Michigan. The under loses on a blocked punt return for a touchdown with under a minute to go, or right at a minute to go. Now I know that that kind of, that may hit a nerve for you for you Jesse, but the only other time I've ever seen that was whenever Michigan gets the a block punt 
returned by touchdown for Michigan State to win the game, cover the spread, win the money line. You got Surrender Cobra up in the stands. That's a, that's a forever GIF that everybody will love for the rest of all eternity. Eastern Michigan wins the same way. They were playing a Division II school. They were a 30-point favorite. They were losing with under a minute to go, and they the only way they could pull that W off was by a blocked punt return for a touchdown to uh to smoke to smoke the to smoke the under that's uh that's a tough one so that's that's one that that just doesn't happen very often every couple of years you see one but that is few and far between that you see a game lose losing under or over we need to stop it happening to the state of michigan (laughs) if so (laughs) any it's a curse man but uh (laughs) speaking of uh, spreads that shit the beds in uh, the state of Michigan. Michigan State decided to finally field an offense on the one week I say take the under, which was like at 35. It's one the it was oh it's so low for it be a college the, football game it was terrible one of the lowest lows since like 2005. The past four have all before that all went under, and it was looking great until the fourth quarter. Who knew Brian Lewerke was actually a decent quarterback? Brian Lewerke, what a bard. He's better. Yeah, so <laughs> whenever whenever I'd write up my, my weekly high overs and low unders article for the Breakdown Sports, you know, I struggle to find good, decent teams to talk about from a fantasy perspective with those under 50 over and unders. And the thing is, is this one was, was under 40. Like, I couldn't believe it. Like, I, you know, it was a total leave, leave alone on both sides of the ball for me. Don't touch anybody on either side. And then Lewerke comes out with, what was it, 300-plus yards and three touchdowns? Nobody saw that coming, no doubt about places, it. Which is turning into one of the toughest places to play. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. All right, listeners, are you, are you into prop betting or DFS or maybe both? I got some great news for you. The BreakdownSports.com is partnering with a brand new company that combines DFS with player props called Thrive Fantasy. Really fun, for the, really fun, and first of its kind. the the way The way it works is you enter contests using 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 your own lineup made of prop bets. The more prop bets you guess correctly, the more points you get, and the greater chance you have of, at winning money. If you deposit ten dollars now and use our code Breakdown, spelled B R K D W N. And Thrive Fantasy will match your deposit with a $10 free credit. Use our link and try it now. All right, so now we're going to roll into our players, week four players of the week. I got two of them here I want to cover real quick because I couldn't decide between which one. Both of them had big-time moments, one in a loss, one in a big win. Jonathan Taylor carried the ball 23 times for 202 yards and two touchdowns against what should be a stud defense in Michigan. And for me, outside of him getting injured and outside of – Wisconsin totally imploding as a team and losing two or three games from this point on. I think he's a lock to be in New York for the Heisman conversation. If he's not, I'm boycotting the Heisman. I'm never going to talk about him again. He, wait, wait. Next up, you got anything uh, to cover yeah, on Jonathan um, Taylor while he, you're there? He had that stat line while missing most of the second quarter and part of the third quarter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he got cramps, if I'm not mistaken. He got cramps and had to he, – he busted a 70-plus yard touchdown run. Got cramps, had to go to the locker room. Came back in, missed a went big back chunk out. of yeah, missed a big chunk of time. Yeah, and you know it's just the the dude looks like a superstar. I mean he's he's not just doing it against the little guys. He's doing it against the big boys, and he's and he's making it look easy. He's breaking off big touchdown runs, 
catching the ball great out of the backfield. I cannot wait to he's see what this guy does in the like NFL. He's going to be a top ten, top seven pick now. Yeah, I mean he looks he looks fantastic. He looks like he's going to be able to be a bell cow at the next level. So, so the next guy I got up on the list is Anthony Gordon. I don't put a lot of lot of players on this that lose the games, but anytime you can go forty one for sixty one for five hundred and forty seven yards and nine effing touchdowns, you're you're a player of the week for me. I don't care if you I don't I wouldn't care if you lost by thirty. You 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 threw nine touchdowns in one game. It was it was amazing to watch. I had so much fun watching that game. Maybe because I was a little buzzed up, but that's beside the point. It was a great game to watch. Hundred and twenty some odd points, hundred and twenty points even if I'm not mistaken. And nine touchdowns. It blew me away. 547 yards and nine scores. I love watching Washington State. I love watching the air raid offense. And Anthony Gordon is running it to perfection. Yeah, it, it kind of – I was enjoying it, but then it kind of hurt me because he threw for more touchdowns in this game than Jay Patterson and the rest of the Michigan quarterback staff has in the whole season. Ooh. So, yeah. Oh, that's I think tough. they're only at five. Almost double it in a game. Well, if it makes you feel any better, then uh, Anthony Gordon has three times as many touchdowns as Heisman from under Trevor Lawrence. So, <laughs> one of these days, Trevor Lawrence is going to shut me up and I'll stop bagging on him. But until then, I'm going to I'm going to yeah, rip well, on him as much as I can. Those two quarterbacks are going to be in the playoffs by the end of the year. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Apparently, especially now yeah. that UCLA ripped their throats but, uh, out. Speaking of Jay Patterson and the putrid Michigan quarterbacks. My uh, my player of the week <laughs> is myself for putting up with the entire Michigan-Wisconsin game. <laughs> no, no lie, it got so bad. When the third quarter ended, I legit thought it was the end of the game. It did, it was a long, a long game. But it's a long game. Just how they were playing, and they, they were just giving up. It felt like the th- end of the third quarter when it hit zero. I turned it off for a second, and then I flipped it to one of the other games. I was like, oh. They're just they're still just starting the fourth quarter. Maybe it's still going. Oh, I still yeah. have fifteen minutes to watch but, this uh, shit. Yeah, and then my other one, just a great story I read earlier today. The Bama wide receivers, my player of the game, not only because they light it up. Henry Ruggs had a hundred thirty plus yards and one half of football, less than a half at all. But they've come out and say. They were playing rock, paper, scissors in the huddle each snap to see who got the touchdown route. That is the coolest thing that I've seen in football this year. I seen I saw that on Twitter this, this evening, and I, I thought, man, are those guys playing rock, paper, scissors? And I clicked on the link and watched it, and, and, and you're spot on. Like, they're walking back to the huddle. They stop. They turn to each other. They play rock, paper, scissors. Then they, they, you know, rock crushes, scissors, and then, you know, you can see the guy turn around and the other guy gets ready to go run for another 50-yard touchdown. I thought that was so cool. And that, that doesn't seem like something a Nick Saban coach team does, it's, but that was fantastic. It's nothing really Nick Saban can do. But it's – they were even saying in the articles, they knew it was going to be a touchdown play. So, like, all right, let's just see. who wants Who's getting the touchdown this time? That's hilarious. I love that man. Alabama's Which offense is so means fun to it's watch. It's kind of uh, the Patriot, New England Patriots running back situation. If you're playing Alabama fantasy, oh. <laughs> yeah, it is. Just which one are you going to start? Yeah. I hope you start the right one. 
I'm, I'm, I'm fully invested in that boat, and I told myself I wasn't going to do it before the season started, and I drafted Sony Michelle anyway. But that's that's an NFL that's for an NFL podcast. So I'll get off my soapbox. All right, so we're going to hit on our uh, hit on our New York bound uh, segment. We'll probably give it a break for a couple weeks after this, and let the uh, let the next couple weeks see what what it all looks like. But right now, my top five in no order. You got Joe Burrow. You got Jalen Hurts. Tua. Uh, Jonathan Taylor and Justin Fields. All of these guys, week in, week out, look sensational. Joe Burrow is killing it out there. And you know what? The best thing for Joe Burrow is LSU's defense to keep sucking. Because if they keep sucking, he's going to keep throwing touchdown passes and he'll find himself in New York. Jalen Hurts had the week off, so I don't have nothing special to talk about him. But until he does something bad, he's going to be in this every single week. Tua is just Tua again. There's nothing. He's not doing anything out of the ordinary from what we expect. He's throwing four to five t- passing touchdowns every week, three to four hundred yards. They look like a a well-oiled machine running out there. Jonathan Taylor had a big-time Heisman moment this week, going up against Michigan, putting up 200 yards and two touchdowns. Like you said, missing a couple, missing several drives out of that. You know, he could have been looking at uh, 250, 275 if he doesn't miss, if he doesn't time, miss that he's time. And the way he was, yeah. Yeah, man, and the way he was running the ball and then just gashing them, you know, you you may be right. He may have broke 300. And then Justin Fields, he's running the ball effectively. He's throwing the ball effectively. He's not putting up the video game uh, numbers from a yardage standpoint, but every single week it seems like he's scoring four, five, six touchdowns just every single week, and they're beating the crap out of people. They're getting up on them quick. Uh head coach is leaving the starters in there for I think a little bit too long risking injury on stuff like that but Fields looks fantastic. Four touchdowns or five touchdowns in one quarter this week. Yeah. I yes. Think. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was it was awesome. Me being a Fields owner in the fantasy <laughs> football world, I love watching Ohio uh, State play. It's not really much mine's exactly the same except I have uh Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence like 5A 5B cuz yeah, you're gonna you're gonna come around another couple weeks. You'll come around. You'll 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 start you'll start drinking my Kool Aid instead of putting Trevor Lawrence garbage Trevor Lawrence in here with his 94 yeah, yards and two touchdowns. But also, he's the quarterback on the defending champions and the number one team in the country. So, just that pedigree, sure. he's gonna that's fair. Make it to New York. But but why not Travis Etienne over Lawrence? Because he really can only have one running back in the picture. Come highs and time. <laughs> nobody, no, nobody brings two running backs to to to, no, to, to New York. One Not lately, back anyway. Or one defensive back. That's how it is. Or a middle <laughs> linebacker right. out of nowhere because you had a fake dead girlfriend. Fake. <laughs> a fake dead girlfriend that 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 never existed. Got catfished. Got trolled. Then tried to lie about it. And then got caught. And then, then come clean about it. That's how that's how the social media air uh, you know air works, man. Did you know that? Used by a hundred in the national championship game. Go Irish! What a joke! Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, Tao. Didn't mean to rip on you too hard here. Uh, Hope you hope you're still doing good. All right, so yeah, I mean he's he's still earning the NFL, isn't he? He's not going anywhere, has he? Yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah, I got no sympathy for you, man. If if you're if you're a, a superstar athlete and you got a fake girlfriend online, you should know better. All right, so anyway, we digress. All right, so we're getting back into this. So our bold predictions this week, I'm going to roll out uh, my bold prediction and my upset pick are going to be the same picks. I'm taking 
I'm taking Virginia plus 12.5 to win outright against Notre Dame. Notre Dame's going to have a letdown game. Virginia's going to come in. They're going to play better. They're going to, and Bryce Perkins is going to ball out. So I don't care what right. Old Dominion did last week. Virginia's got it this week. That's my upset pick, plus 12.5. In this podcast, we stand Old Dominion and the Monarchs. Bobby Wilder is a genius. <laughs> All right, uh, my bull prediction. Since both McCaffrey and Shea are out, Joe Milton, redshirt uh, freshman, I believe, is going to come in. He's going to get the start because he's next in line. He's been itching to get some playing time. He's going to come in. He's going to break the Michigan streak of over 30 games without a quarterback throwing 300 yards. He's getting like 350. This will be this, this is, is one of those storybook moments. You know, just like just like this past Sunday in the NFL, Kyle Allen steps in, plays great in replacing Cam Newton. Looks awesome. Team looks better with him out there. Going to start a quarterback controversy for Shea Patterson. Joe Milton's yeah, coming well, in for 350. Let's Joe go. Joe Milton's a kind of a bigger name than Kyle Allen, but yeah. He, he, <laughs> if he was in any other quarterback room, he would be a starter right now. That's how confident I Well, besides Oklahoma. Yeah, it's sure. Yeah, but yeah. Besides, besides, besides the top, the elite. Starter, I, got you. I understand what you're saying. In a lot of talks. It's just, it's really weird oh, how they man. don't use him more. It, it, well, I mean, huh? what they're doing now is not working, and so they better start uh, changing something. At least they got a couple new quarterbacks coming in soon, so that's great. But, yeah. All right, so what's your upset pick this I week, Jesse? before, I don't think they'll upset, but they have the best chance of anybody this week, and it's USC plus 10.5. It's... The Pac-12 loves to eat their own, so nobody can get playoff wins. Yeah, so so so, so nobody can be getting in the spotlight. And USC yeah. needs needs to get a couple wins. They need they need to they need to do something. They're 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 having a hard time. So they're going to take the third string quarterback and go and get the W this weekend. All right. Well, Jesse, my man, do you um, got anything else this week? The shame that the Pac-12 eats their own and has the most beautiful stadium of football that only 100 people go to every week. Oh, and shots fired. If, I, if Michigan is not going to the Rose Bowl, nobody is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The hell with everybody exactly. else. If Michigan ain't going, nobody's going. video of Charles Woodson holding the rose in his mouth. <laughs> All right, folks, that's going to do it for us here at the Campus to Campus podcast. You guys give us a shout on Twitter. You guys rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff, wherever you find your podcast. If you got any questions for us, any anything you want us to cover on the show that we're not covering, reach out to me or Jesse on Twitter. I'm at KHooker. Jesse, Jesse, where you at? Make, ask some questions this time. Let's have some fun. Right. Yeah, yeah, ask some questions. See what you want to see. You tell us what you guys want us to talk about. All right, folks, that's going to be all for us. You can find us at The Breakdown Sports or on Twitter at the underscore breakdown. Breakdown is spelled B-R-K-D-W-N. Not everybody. Y'all have a good weekend.